The Alliance Party of Northern Ireland, also known as the APNI, is a liberal centrist political party founded in 1970 by Oliver Napier and Bob Cooper. Originally the party represented moderate non-sectarian unionism, but over time moved to a neutral stance on the union. The party currently holds one seat in the House of Commons, seven seats in the Northern Irish Assembly and 53 seats at local government level in Northern Ireland. In this episode I sat down with current Alliance councillor Owen Tennyson to ask what attracted him to politics and to the Alliance Party. Perfect. Owen, thanks a million for joining me today uh, as a representative from the Alliance Party and actually a first for the podcast as well, being an elected councillor as well. Um, First of all, I want to ask on your own personal level, what got you interested in youth politics? Um, Well, I suppose it was gradually over time for me. I mean, I followed politics for a few years before I actually took a step and joined the party. And politics really first came onto my radar, I suppose, when I was about 17 and I was at school. And I saw um, the DUP using the petition concern to block marriage equality after it had been voted through the Assembly. And I think it was the first time that I really actually took politics on board and realised this is something that that affects my life. So I I started to follow it a little bit more. I mean, I didn't know very much about the intricacies of the Good Friday Agreement or the political institutions or the petition concern or what any of that meant. Uh, But gradually over time, I, I began to learn more. And I remember at one stage in the run up to the Brexit referendum in 2016, I actually sat down and read the Good Friday Agreement for the first time, which actually a lot of people haven't done. Um, And I started to realise then what this meant for me. And actually, I suppose how grateful I should be to that agreement and those who were the architects of the agreement for the peace and prosperity that my generation had enjoyed relative to that of my parents. But equally, it became clear to me that many of the aspirations in that agreement had gone un- unrealized. So things around integrated education, shared spaces, human rights and equality had all kind of just been left to drift. Um, and we hadn't really seen, I mean, if you listen to interviews with people like John Hume, for example, talk about the Good Friday Agreement, it's very clear to me that it was supposed to be something that would evolve and change in Northern Ireland society matured. And to me, that didn't happen. We were stuck in this system where parties were operating within the letter at times of the Good Friday Agreement, but not always within the spirit of the agreement. And it was very clear to me that Northern Ireland had some way to go. So it wasn't okay for me to be someone who was born after the Good Friday Agreement, but to be in a situation where for my generation, our community background still largely dictates so much about how we live our lives. It dictates where we go to school, who our friends are, what football teams we support, what our political views should be. And I totally rejected that narrative. And I also saw the need for change within the assembly because we had a situation whereby, for example, the petition of concern could be abused to block human rights and equality legislation, which it was never intended to do. We had a situation whereby if you were a cross-community MLA, your vote didn't actually count in a cross-community vote, which is a bizarre situation. So there was a real need for change. And also for me, as well as that, many of the issues that I cared about went beyond simply the border question. The issues that I care about are quite internationalist. They don't know borders. It's things like climate change, things like human rights and equality, things like environmental, social and economic justice. Uh, and to me, there was a real need for a party to come to prominence um, that was focused on those things and shared those values. So that's kind of what drew me in. Um, and it wasn't then until the assembly collapsed um, that I sort of realised that it was almost like I was called, <laughs> I know that's a bit cliche, but you know, that I should step up and I should roll my sleeves up and I should do something about it. I should stop shouting at the TV um, and I should stop complaining on Twitter and actually go and do something. So that's when I sort of 
stepped forward then and joined the Alliance Party and decided that I wanted to be involved and sort of work for better for Northern Ireland. So with then joining the Alliance Party, what aspect from then has really kept you involved in the party? Um, a few things. I mean, the social element, I think, as a young person is really important. And it was nice to be in a situation where I remember my first Alliance Youth meeting and I went along and I sat down and I attended. And um, it was the first time that I had really been in an environment where there were people from all kinds of different backgrounds in a room talking about politics and talking about the future and that doesn't always happen in Northern Ireland because I remember when we were at school you know often when you you go to school in Northern Ireland you're with people who are pretty much like you they come from the same background they're usually the same religious or community background and so you don't get that diversity of of opinion and perspective and so I thought it was quite nice to be in a situation where people were coming from very diverse backgrounds but we're actually quite like-minded and saw the future in very much the same way. Um, as well as that, I suppose, getting then involved in campaigns. I mean, we had a quite exciting period, probably not for the public, but for us politicals, it was quite enjoyable to be fighting elections. You know, we had three elections in the space of 12 months, actually, or yeah, it would have been just 12 months, the local elections, the European elections, and then the Westminster elections. So it was a really exciting time to be involved in politics and constantly be out in the campaign trail and meeting people and debating issues on social media. So all of that, I think, kept me hooked and kept me involved. So being the first councillor on the podcast, I have to ask the question, you know, yeah, you're a young guy, you know, you're going into the political sphere, you've joined Alliance, you've been with them for a while now. What then made you think, okay, I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to run for council? Um, again, there were a number of things. I mean, I suppose for someone where I'm from, I mean, I'm from County Armagh, um, and it's not a traditional alliance heartland. You know, it's not the dumb thing for someone to just go out and join the alliance party. We didn't have any councillors in our area. You know, we we didn't have a constituency representative or, or anything like that. Um, so there was a very small group of us. Um, and I remember I joined and I went to my first meeting and there were maybe five or six people in the room and we were talking about how we were going to start campaigning for the local elections mm-hmm. and um, it was actually my first meeting I was asked would I consider being a candidate at the local elections but it was fine don't worry about it you won't get elected um, and you'll be a paper candidate and that's all okay um, and then gradually over time that evolved to well would you like to run in a target seat and I kind of thought well okay you know I still mightn't win um, but it was just that sort of drive and ambition to see Alliance elected and represented in my area, I suppose. And I really cared about having, on a local level, Alliance representation in council chambers because so often in Northern Ireland, I mean, the council chambers become sort of bear pits with all of the wider political dialogue sort of funneled into there. Um, and it's, I wanted to see a voice of reason, I suppose, where cultural and identity issues weren't weaponized in a bid to try and divide the community and win a tribal headcount, but were embraced and the diversity of the place celebrated because there's space for everyone in Northern Ireland. I mean, I passionately believe that and I think most people in Northern Ireland actually believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really passionate about winning that alliance representation to celebrate diversity and um, to promote diversity and equality in civic life, be that in terms of kind of the traditional divide that we have here, but also in terms of LGBT people, people from ethnic minority backgrounds and so on, people with disabilities and getting them involved in civic life. 
And as well as that, there was the openness and transparency piece where I wanted the book council to be more modern and more open and transparent in terms of how it communicates around the decisions that it was making. And um, so I just felt that I had a role to play and I suppose that kept me motivated and I, I was really keen to see Alliance represented in my area. Mm-hmm. Um, this question kind of leads on a bit as well and you're directly involved in this as well because this is a question I ask everyone. It's uh, around the idea of politicians listening to younger people and you almost in a sense have, whether you want to or not, you represent youth voice at a council level because you are a young person do you find at least from your own perspective and being up close with fellow councillors and then even working with alliance that they are listening to young people a lot more now or do you think it still still needs to go a long way i think to be honest there's still a way to go um and i think it, it does depend on the political party i mean alliance has always had confidence in me um from i was you know i was 20 years old when i was elected to council so the party put faith and confidence in me and believe that I as a young person was capable and competent enough to do the job and I'm really really grateful for that and Alliance's commitment to young people is a really serious one you know it's not you know pushing young people to the front for photo opportunities and all the rest of it they're, they're serious about including young voices um, and they're serious about diversity across the piece but um, you know <laughs> I remember I, w- I would get this all the time you know people would dismiss me on the doorstep occasionally because of my age or online particularly, people would dismiss my views because I was a young person and what could I know? But what I counter that with is, in a a local government context in particular, I'm a service user. You know, I use all of the leisure facilities and the recreation facilities um, in my borough that I'm taking decisions about. So why why should a young person's view not be respected and included when they're a service user just like everybody else? So, I think it's improving. Um, I think people are starting to take notice, particularly with more and more young people getting involved in politics. Mm-hmm. And I think people have also taken notice and the old guard is maybe a little bit disconcerted um, at the fact that young people have had such a prominent role in the campaign against Brexit, the campaign for a people's vote, um, that we saw in the run-up to the last general election to kind of put an end to that. Um, but also in terms of the climate change debate now and young voices coming to prominence saying that the government can't just pay lip service anymore. We need to see radical change. And I try my best because I do feel kind of that weight of responsibility on my shoulders as a young person to articulate some of those concerns. And it is difficult at times um, trying to get the change that we aspire to see. But I think we are making progress um, and hopefully we will see more young people elected in the near future. Yeah, uh, you touched on it a little bit there um, earlier as well, talking about um, how you, when you recently got involved in politics, you really wanted to focus on national and international issues um, outside of what would be construed as, you know, the one question in Northern Irish politics, which is, uh, should they be a part of the United Kingdom or should they have a united Ireland? So let's just talk a bit about universal politics on a broader scale than for young people in general. So yeah. in the Republic recently in 2015, 2018, we had both the marriage quality referendum and the pre the eighth referendum, which saw massive youth turnouts. Do you think that there's any underlying issue or key issue, and you kind of mentioned a few there already, that we'll see the future, um, that we'll see in the future of young people coming together regardless of party politics? Absolutely. I mean, I think we've already seen that. I mean, I mentioned earlier the campaign for People's Vote. Um, our Future, Our Choice, organisations like that did incredible work and really led the debate on that front. Um, you also had then um, climate activists um, and the youth strikes for climate change, which have been incredible and really put climate change on the agenda. Um, as well as that, then you have issues like um, integration in Northern Ireland. 
um, that I think young people care about more and more. I mean, I think we as young people are less and less defined by our community background in Northern Ireland, and we don't want to be constrained by that, and we expect the same of our politicians. So I think you're going to see over the coming years more and more activism around um, integrated education and shared housing and shared spaces and moving away from that old kind of orange and green um, divide. So I think that's really exciting and that's really interesting and we've started to see the fruits of that I think with more and more young people coming out to vote, mm-hmm. more people engaged in politics um, and I don't see any sign of that slowing down to be totally honest. Yeah, um, The Alliance Party in general is unique in a sense that it's the only major political party in the North of Ireland that doesn't, uh, that is neutral on the stance of uh, unification of Ireland. So. With that being said, Alliance saw a big uptake, uh, mainly around the 2017 range, and then it's seen continued growth since. Um, are you noticing that more and more young people as well, that a centrist view towards politics in Northern Ireland is starting to grow amongst young people, or is it still kind of along those very extreme lines? Um, I think the non-aligned parties are definitely seeing growth. And to be fair, it isn't just us, it's also the Green Party and people before profit. Um, because I think young people are wise to the fact that for so long in Northern Ireland, parties have sabre-rattled around the constitutional question in a bit to distract from what is often a poor record in government. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was certainly what drew me to Alliance, where I was very much issued in issue politics and building a more progressive and modern society, irrespective of whether that is part of the United Ireland or the United Kingdom in the future. And that's not to diminish the importance of that debate. It's an important conversation. And of course, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about what the different alternatives might look like. Let's approach it on a merit and evidence basis. But it shouldn't be an ideological culture war that distracts and drowns out all of the other incredibly important issues around health, around education, around the need for reform of public services, around the need to tackle the cost of division in Northern Ireland and end the duplication of services that we have in some respects, the need to attract more foreign direct investment and so on. So there is so much else that we need to focus on and there's so much more than that, that unites us in that respect and divides us. So I think people are wising up to that fact, if you like, that for so long the traditional parties have kind of had false fights around the constitutional question mm-hmm. in order to distract from the fact that maybe sometimes they're not dealing with those really key issues that we all care about and that are in all of our interests. Um, sticking on that topic a little bit more, and I know it probably sounds really sort of stupid of me to go back to this question <laughs> after you outlining all these other big issues that should be talked about, but Say if I was a new member joining the uh, join the Alliance Party, and uh, say we say, say well, it could be any time we see a referendum on a United Ireland. Is yeah. it of my belief then that the party would not take a stance at all if that referendum came around? It's a decision for the membership, and it's very much one of those it's a depends um, questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Stephen Fry, for example, who's our deputy leader, has always said that any self-respecting party would probably take a stance. Um, but it is a decision for the members. So there's two decisions, if you like. There's a decision as to whether we as a party take a position or leave that up to individual members. And to be honest, I'd probably be comfortable with either of those. Um, and then there's, well, if you take a position, what position would that be? And that would depend on so many factors. I mean, what is the economic climate? Where does Brexit land? You know, what is Scotland's position within the United Kingdom? Um, what does the health service look like? What would the political institutions look like? Um, and all of those questions are yet to be answered. So it's impossible to come to, you know, I think the crux of it is the last thing that Northern Ireland needs is another party that pins itself to a flag. 
-hmm. And I think the Alliance approach and the Alliance vision has always been around prioritizing integration and reconciliation because that's important in any context and building that progressive modern society that, want, that we want to see, but then approaching these issues on the basis of evidence and fact. Uh, and so that's the approach that we took to the Brexit referendum, for example, where we looked at the evidence and the facts around it and we came to a position. Um, and it wasn't about pinning ourselves to a flag as, as some other parties tried to kind of elevate that to a constitutional issue. And I'm com comfortable that this that would be the same approach that we would take in this instance. Um, and people like to present it as kind of an existential crisis for the Alliance Party if and when a border poll was to be called. And I don't see that as the case mm -hmm. because we're not some kind of uncomfortable, you know, conglomeration of nationalists and unionists and an uneasy marriage of convenience. You know, we are a group of people who passionately believe in, build in building a united, progressive, liberal and tolerant society. Um, and those are always going to be our most important values and we will take a decision on the basis of evidence and fact. Um, with our values at the forefront. So I, I don't really see it as something, you know, I, I don't look to the future and dread um, a border poll because I think we as a party will be able to navigate that with our values at the forefront. Um, and I think people will understand that. So, Of course. Yeah. And my final question to you now, being you're, you're already a councillor, as I've mentioned on several occasions already, <laughs> but um, looking into the future of politics now for yourself, where do you see it going? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I, I love being on the council, and I'm currently the group leader um, of our group in the council. Um, looking to the future, I mean, I don't know. There's assembly elections and stuff coming up. Who knows what will happen there? I mean, obviously, councillors, we have full-time jobs as well um, as our council positions. So, look, I don't know. I mean, I'll definitely continue to be involved, and I'll definitely continue fighting for all of the values um, that I care about. But I have to say, for now, I'm, I'm very content where I am. Um, but, Chat to me in a few years, Ty, and I'll maybe have a I'll, I'll hold you to that now. <laughs> Thanks, Millie Nolan. It's been brilliant talking to you. No worries, you too.